Welcome back to the EM Stud Podcast. I'm here with uh, Scott Wieters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at the Cord Academic Assembly in 2017. And we thought we'd do something a little bit different in this episode in terms of advising and sort of go through a few cases. Right, Scott? Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of students right now that are asking some great questions, Nate. Am I competitive? What should I do with my career? Can I do emergency medicine? And if so, what approach should I take? You know, how many VSAS applications should I send off? Where should I apply? A lot of unique situations are going on, and it's tough to get consistent advice. But luckily, we've got an expert with us in the room today. That's right. We have a friend to the podcast coming back on, Dr. Kevin King. Hey, y'all. How are you? Doing great, Kevin. Tell us more about yourself for those that uh, might not know you as well. You've been on the podcast before, but why don't you remind us? So I'm Kevin King. I'm the clerkship director out at uh, the University of Texas Health in San Antonio. I'm also active on the student advisory task force uh, with the clerkship directors in emergency medicine. And uh, I'm here at CORD this year uh, doing some work with the uh, task force trying to help develop some consensus among clerkship directors and program directors on how to best advise our students. Gotcha. So, Kevin, you did a great moderation of a talk yesterday. We had maybe, what, 100 or so clerkship directors from around the country and you asked some really great questions to pin us down, you know. Oh, yeah. What makes a competitive student? And then what advice would you give that student? And we had some interesting results. Uh, I think you're going to solidify those and we'll get more to it. But using your experience, using the metrics that you gathered from the session yesterday, um, let's address some questions from some students that have written in. That sounds good. All right. So the first one comes from um, Familia from Philadelphia. Familia writes in, EM Stud, I have a 206 step one score. I failed a first year course and I'm six weeks behind in my rotation because I had some lower scores on some screenings for the ASMLE. I'm third quarter in my class, but everybody likes me. I'm great with patients and my feedback has been that I easily gain rapport and I've done great with patients. I'm so much better in person than I am on paper. I'm a class officer. My resume shows that I'm engaged in my community. I got a gold humanism honors recommendation. Guys, should I do emergency medicine? So the way I would approach this one and what I would tell you is that um, can you do emergency medicine? The answer is yes, you can do emergency medicine. But because of your low step score, that's a step score of less than really about 220, and because of your failure, those are two kind of red flags that program directors are going to look at and have some concerns about. So you're going to need to plan very carefully. The most important goal of MATCH is to get a job so that you're employed after you graduate from medical school. And so what I would tell you, Phil, is go ahead and apply to emergency medicine. You're going to need to do some early rotations. You need to do very well on step two like 230, 240, and you're going to need to get some really good solid letters of evaluation from those early clerkships. You're going to probably need to do two before October. And then ultimately, you're going to need to have a robust backup plan. I want you to do emergency medicine. I think you can do emergency medicine, but ultimately, you have to have a job when you graduate. So deciding to parallel apply in another specialty, such as family medicine, internal medicine, or something else, would be a very wise choice to ensure that come graduation, you have a job. Let's just take out the fact that there was a failed rotation uh, just with that step one score with the rest of the record there. Uh, Five years ago, 10 years ago, would your response have been any different? 
So five or 10 years ago, you know, we know that the step scores have been going up by an average of two or three points per year for the last, I think, about 15 years or so. Schools are giving students more time to study. So five or 10 years ago, my answer might have been a little different. Uh, it would have been a more solid application. But just looking at the step score by itself, uh, Phil, you're a less competitive candidate. You're at risk for not matching in emergency medicine, and you have to plan against that or run the risk of being unemployed after graduation. Right, I, I think that's a key point here. We're not uh, discouraging anybody from emergency medicine, but obviously we want you to have uh, all the information so that you can come up with a good strategy. You know, I, I don't know if this person would have a easy time securing an away rotation. Mm. I think there's significant competition at all of your representative sites for rotations, and this student might not even get an offer to rotate unless some strings were pulled, this is the time to pull out I know you, I know her, and really pull those strings. I would only recommend for the student to pursue emergency medicine with the explicit advice, as Kevin said, you need a parallel strategy in another field. I hope that this works out, but realistically... And I'm not going to go quite as strongly as Scott. I think that this student uh, has a, an okay chance of matching. I would say less than 50%, but certainly above zero. Uh, to speak to the clerkship issue, uh, a broad application strategy for clerkships, what I recommend to students is open up that uh, SAM website, look at those residency spots, and when you see a city and you ask yourself, where is that? That is the kind of place you need to apply to. So this person's going to have, in summary, a difficult time matching in emergency medicine. Some people think, no, maybe there's a chance we're getting some different votes on that. We think there needs to be an aggressive VSAS strategy of applying to maybe less competitive geographies and programs, and then an aggressive strategy with applications to less competitive programs with a background or a backup for another specialty. Am I hearing this? And a very aggressive study plan for step two. Well said. All right. Well, Phil, we wish you the best. Uh, the next person writes in. This is Rose from Texas. Rose, she says, well, guys at EM Stud, I've got a step score of 265. I've had honors in everything. I'm a national leader in advocacy on multiple committees with titles, but, oh, I hate to hear the but, I got in trouble with professionalism. During one of my clerkships, I was caught lying to my director about missing days in the clerkship, and it's going to be on my dean's letter. What should I do? Well, Rose, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're able to disclose this to people uh, and you're... Uh, addressing that issue, but ultimately I think one of the most important things to those of us who work emergency medicine, because we work by ourselves, because we work in a very high-risk environment, because we are very team-oriented and very team-dependent in our practice, that students and colleagues with professionalism problems ultimately are not accepted in our specialty. And I would have to say that I think your chances of matching are approaching zero. I do not think you're going to be successful. I wish you the best in seeking a different specialty. Okay, that's pretty strong. Nate, what are your thoughts on this case? Uh, what should Rose do? Well, you know, I, I sort of agree. I mean, I, I think that's a big hurdle to overcome. I, I don't know that it's impossible to match into emergency medicine without uh, hearing some more of the details about the case, and uh, maybe there were some extenuating circumstances that could be explained perhaps in a personal statement or in the dean's letter. But I agree. That's, that's sort of risky. That's, that's up in the air. Yeah, I think we're in a culture and a climate where program directors are not looking for the best or the smartest student, but they're trying to really weed out 
any red flags or yellow flags that they might encounter in applications. And this is a red flag. I don't think it's an unsurmountable mountain to climb. I think this is something that obviously needs to be dealt with uh, with a mentor. There needs to be some remediation done. This, this needs to be reflected, as you've said, Nate, in a personal statement. And Kevin, in the interview, this person's going to have to really, I think, go to bat and say that this was a learning experience that they've moved forward from. I know, think this is going to be something that uh, would not need to be supplemented with another application. I think this person does need to apply to internal medicine or family medicine as a backup plan. I think going straight for emergency medicine might be risky. I would agree. I think I think it's very risky. Um, like I said, emergency medicine is a team sport and this is probably one of the worst red flags you could have on your on your packet. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to our next uh, case here. So Rocky from Rochester writes in, guys at EM Stud, I've got a 221 step score. I'm the definition of an average student. I blend in with the crowd. I have no red flags and I'm five foot nine. I'm white. I have brown hair. I mean, everything about this guy tastes like vanilla. Uh, I had trouble deciding on a specialty and really don't have any research or advocacy positions or interests that say emergency medicine, but I just recently decided I want to do it. Yeah, what approach should I take? So, Rocky, one of the things that I talk about when I'm discussing uh, students with students, their, their application strategy to emergency medicine is there are kind of two steps to getting into emergency medicine. First is getting the interview, and then second is actually getting rank listed or getting the residency itself. And for getting the interview, a lot of programs really use some fairly blunt instruments like step score and standard letters of evaluation to kind of get a feel for the applicant. And just based on your step score, you should be okay getting interviews as long as you get some decent letters. So what we're going to work on, what you're going to need to work on is uh, making an impression on those uh, rotations that you start with during the first part of your fourth year to really show your enthusiasm for emergency medicine. I personally don't believe you need to have been the president of your EMSA. You don't have to be triple published in emergency medicine topics. I don't think you need to be published at all. But I do think that showing enthusiasm and doing well on the, on the, on the tests that you're given during your clerkships uh, are, are really good. If you get letters that say, Rocky's an enthusiastic guy who clearly understands emergency medicine and reads and is teachable, you're going to be great. If you get a letter that says, Rocky's okay, he seems to have a knowledge deficit, isn't very enthusiastic about learning, you're not going to match. So really, it's going to be up to you and how you portray yourself and how you behave as you go forward. So that would be my advice. Yeah, I agree completely. I, I think... Uh Coming across as somebody who's trainable goes a long way. You know that step one score doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily uh, scare me away at all, and, and I, I agree completely. Yeah, I'll dovetail the comments here. The step score is you know a little below average, but not unreachable. I think step two needs to be improved significantly. So I would recommend this is a time of I think study and putting your head down and really working on some things, Rocky. I'd like for you to work with some people with communications. I'd like to work with you maybe with a professional actor to develop some you know, charisma, those types of things. I think your step two needs to be carefully studied for and executed well to show some improvement. And as Dr. King said, that rotation's really gonna be key for you to show off your skills. And as you gain more information about emergency medicine, as you become more uh, customary to our culture, I think that's going to be a time for you to shine. Um, but we wish you the best. 
think you're gonna be okay. Good luck. All right, let's see. Mac from New York City writes, hey, EM stud guys, I've got a step score of 238, um, above average on a lot of different metrics, but a lot of my feedback from my clerkships have said weird things like I was just awkward and that I had a difficult time gaining rapport with my team. Uh, one even said that I had some, quote, strained interpersonal communication skills, but I don't even know what that means. So, guys, it sounds like this person's got some good metrics, but they might not interview well, maybe, or might have a tough time at their rotation. What feedback or advice would you give to, uh, poor Mac? So, Mac, good job on good step scores and a good academic performance. Um, as we said earlier, uh, part of the challenge that you're going to have to cope with is emergency medicine as a team sport. And we really like to be with people that are interactive and can play as part of a, a team in what is honestly one of the most complex and challenging environments uh, in medicine today. However, that said, what you're describing is very remediable. We can coach you through that. And I think that one of the things that may be helpful for you is to work with your local leadership, your clerkship director, your emergency medicine department, your UME dean, and really maybe even seek some coaching and some interpersonal skills to help you relate to other people in a more constructive way. If you really truly do love emergency medicine, this is gonna be something that will probably come fairly easy. You just need to be kind of guided towards how to behave in a, in a way that's more acceptable to folks so you don't get those comments um, about awkward personality. I, I struggle with these sort of students too. Um, and I, again, I still feel like I need a little bit more information. These um, interpersonal skills, I think, can be tricky. You know, I've seen a lot of great applicants on paper come to an interview and just really kind of bomb it. And uh, for whatever it's worth, you know, it, it's very hard to recover from that. So, I, you know, I, I would recommend talking to your mentor, talking to even some friends or family and say, hey, what is it about me? that just comes across as being a little weird? Is it, am I cracking weird jokes? Am I uh, forgetting to blink when I stare at people? I mean, wh what is it exactly? Um, and that way you can actually find something to, uh, to actually work on uh, and improve upon. I think you guys have some great advice from Mac. I'd, I'd dovetail with what you're saying. I think, Mac, I'd go back to those clerkship directors and I would schedule a meeting and sit down and say if we could really find out what those actions or attitudes or statements might have been that led to the feedback. It's tough to give feedback. I've given poor feedback before, and I'm trying to get better. And this is a difficult thing to do. So I would really encourage Mac to be a, a person that would go out and seek a little bit better feedback to clarify those things. I like your idea, Nate, of talking with some mentors, some family, some friends that might be able to be a little more insightful into these areas. And this is something that I think, Kevin, you said they need a coach, and I agree. I think Mac, with some good coaching, we think you can make it because you've got some strong metrics. And I think with a proper mentorship, you might succeed. And what I've been really impressed by, Mac, honestly, is the resources that are available uh, to medical students through their school. These UME deans have years of experience dealing with this, and they'll know exactly how to help you out. So reaching out for help will be extraordinarily useful in your case. Okay, well, it sounds like we've got some great advice for our students that have written in. We thank you guys for asking us uh, what we should do with our, our careers. So, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on EM Stud today and giving these students some great uh, advice on their career moving forward in emergency medicine. It was great fun. I hope everybody out there has a good uh, application and interview season. On behalf of my co-host, Dr. Nate, this is your EMED coach, Dr. Scott Weider, signing off for another edition of the EM Stud podcast.
For more information about our organization, be sure to visit our website at www.cdemcurriculum.com. That's Clerkship Directors in Emergency Medicine, curriculum.com. Rotate well. All right, well, on behalf of my colleague, Dr. Nate, this is your EMED coach, Dr. Scott Weider, signing off for another edition of the EMED Stud. Let's do that again. <laughs>